0: This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a Big Show.
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon still on vacation. He'll be back coming up next Monday. We certainly look forward to that. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Joining us now, the general manager for the Utah Jazz. He is. Is Justin Zanuck with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Justin. How are you?
2: I'm good, Jake. How are you?
1: Well, you know, doing terrific. I never thought I'd say this, but I kind of miss <laughs> Gordon. Is that weird?
2: Um, It is lonely in that little booth of yours, probably. <laughs> it, is.
1: it does. It gets that way. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, give us your thoughts. Are you happy about your draft last night?
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's really nice to have a really good work process with everybody here. You know, the coaching staff and our personnel department were lockstep. You know, we're working to improve on last season's success. You know, the the draft is one part of that and just um, how we were able to just get everything done. We were very well prepared as usual and then uh, having a lot of collaboration to make the moves that we did. in the draft to get a player that we're really happy about acquiring. Um, So, yeah, it worked out. Um, That's that's the first part. And the reason I haven't slept much is we got the rest of the plan, you know, that we're ready to execute come uh, the next few days.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you were busy. News was breaking all throughout the night, and I, I do want to talk about the the trade you made as well. But give us your, your thoughts. Tell us a little bit about Jared Butler and where you envision him maybe fitting uh, with the roster uh, in the short term and long term.
2: Sure. I mean, I said it in some of the media availability last night, but you know, opportunity to get a player that um, has played in a lot of big games, uh, has a versatile skill set, can play either position, is a super high character kid and a high basketball IQ player anytime we get a chance to opportunity to add a young player like that to our program and our coaching staff's great development program uh, I think it's a place where Jared can grow um, and have success and give him the best opportunity for success obviously as a rookie and with a championship competitive team you know Playing time, how he how he acclimates, all of those things. It's a big jump from college to the NBA, but I think he's well prepared with the experiences that he's gone through and excelled at the, every level that he's played at. Will give him a, a chance to have a good start.
1: So there's a lot of speculation out there that he slid down the draft because of some health concerns. Uh, I'm sure that's something you all considered. What's your thoughts on that?
2: I can. I'll just say that we're we're comfortable. Um, we were very comfortable selecting Jared, and uh, as a player and as a person. Um, so it's about all I'll comment on that. But you know, we have a collaborative process here, as I said earlier, and uh, everything, every detail is evaluated and uh, buy-in from everyone. And all of us were very comfortable with Jared, and frankly excited to add him.
1: I know sometimes the hard part of the job is parting ways with popular players who I'm sure you're fond of personally. And, uh, there was a trade made obviously with the uh, Derek favors going to Oklahoma city. Can you talk about uh, the decision to make that move and what it does for the franchise?
2: Sure. I, you know, we have great appreciation for Derek and his contribute con- contributions to our club over the last years. Um, he's a great person, a great player. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, none of our moves are in a silo. We're always having to look at the big picture of, you know, our team building part and what's best for the Jazz organization. And this was done to create further flexibility to try to improve and enhance our roster.
1: You, you talked about this a little bit last night as well, but uh, you mentioned that uh, Ryan Smith and his uh, dedication, energy and uh, and willingness to invest is a big deal. Can you elaborate on that a little bit further?
2: you know it's just i think you guys are going to continue to see it uh, he's already shown that in his first year of ownership and uh, it's going to continue to give us all the resources uh we need to build a championship competitive club so you know we have a plan uh, as we get into here the next three or four days or week um that that's with draft that's with you know trades it's with free agency and uh the resources he's made available to us, uh, we're grateful and really excited to, to use and build build a good club.
1: So this is just a personal curiosity question, uh, Justin, but what's it like to run a war room on draft night? I think every you know young basketball fan's dreams of, of doing something like that. Is it pretty cool?
2: You know, um, what's really cool, and I mentioned this before, but all the work that goes into it, um, which is months and sometimes on certain levels, years in advance of preparation and having everyone involved uh, at various parts and especially in crunch time, ownership, coaches, our front office staff, our scouts, um, just kind of rowing the boat in the r- right direction. So when you actually get to the draft room or draft night, you um, you have this, like, I just had a smile on my face looking around the room. This is before we knew we would get Jared and, and certainly with a bigger smile after we got Jared, but just to appreciate all the hard work and sacrifice that so many people here in the jazz organization have given. And you can just sit back and smile and be like, we're ready. And so there's a real sense of calm um, when all this stuff is just flying around. Uh, it gives me great confidence to make, help make decisions for the organization you know in a 30 second window in a minute window um but it's all the hours of preparation before that would allow you to get to that decision quickly
1: is it safe to say that uh, you were going to make uh, uh re-signing mike conley a priority coming up in free agency
2: certainly we value mike and what he's meant to our team obviously i can't comment on how things will roll out however we do have a, a plan in place we love him. um and obviously, those are that's in combination with any other moves. You know, each move that you guys see that comes out, whether it's a draft pick, a trade, a signing, I know there's this you know urge to have like a hot take, like, but evaluating those in a silo is tough. And I said it last night. It's like, you know, if you just in a couple weeks you you look back and look at it in, in its entirety of what we needed to do and what we were able to execute on, I think the bigger picture becomes more clear. So that that picture is not completed yet, obviously with, with a few more stages we have to go here in the week. So we have a plan and hopefully we'll get it done.
1: So kind of from a a broad philosophical standpoint, you know, the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. uh, Isn't a saying for nothing. And, you know, your team, had the best record in the NBA last year. You know, they, they at they times, uh, were, we're certainly the hottest team in the league. I'm trying to remember what it was, Justin, won 21 of 23 at one point. I mean, playing some high, high-level basketball. So I, I guess uh, when you're going into the next stage, how do you balance? I've got a really, really good team, but also with that, you know, any team can, can need improvement, but you don't want to, <laughs> I, I guess you don't want to mess with something that's worked so well. How do you balance those two things?
2: you know, that's a large part of our discussions. You know, we're in a competitive environment and trying to be the last team standing. So weighing that we had great success in the regular season. Um, Some bad fortune in the playoffs due to injury. And how do you quantify that? How do you quantify results in a compressed season that exhausted everybody in the league with COVID and all the protocols and you know, tax, uh, taxing on the, on the mental and physical nature of the game. And those were the results last year. So I really kind of look at it. It's an opportunity to build on a successful foundation. And part of a foundation is having sturdy rocks that you build upon that are consistent. And then there's other things that you may build that house a little differently, but that it's still sturdy and, and the same size and just as good, or maybe an opportunity to get better. So never losing sight of what are the foundational parts of, of this team, trying to secure those, and then what's it look like around them while having great respect for continuity and uh, the results that that can bring. But bringing – there's ultimately every, – every year there's change, Jake. Uh, it's just to what degree. And so we're weighing that accordingly.
1: Last thing before we let you go back to the draft just for a second uh, overall. Did the draft go kind of as, uh, as you guys expected? Did you expect maybe more big names to be moved, or more moves to be made? Fewer, maybe? Did uh, anything surprise you?
2: Um, you know, there's always usually it's there's always usually one sort of big trade uh, that gets done or rumored about around this. The draft is always a very fertile ground for interesting conversations between teams. Sometimes they revolve around stuff that's not even really draft-related, but it's kind of a kickoff to free agency and trade season. So lots of chatter. I wasn't surprised. There were a lot of deals, just small draft-related deals, because there were quite a few teams that didn't have a pick, and there were quite a few teams that had multiple picks. So how do they balance that out? then I mean, what what they're trying to position going forward. So, no, but nothing really – really surprised
1: me. Well, listen, we know you're crazy busy, and uh, you probably have slept for about 15 minutes over the last 48 hours, so uh, you making a few minutes for us, is uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Justin.
2: No problem. I'm going to bed early
1: tonight. Yeah, you deserve it, man. (laughs) You deserve it. Thanks. Uh, There's Jazz General Manager Justin Zanuck jumping on with us here uh, on The Big Show on 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. Uh, I thought some some interesting things coming from Justin. I thought that last answer Austin was was really interesting, where he said, you know, that there's so much communication on draft night. Some of it doesn't even have to do with the draft itself, but teams use it as a as a way to communicate, feel out. There's probably some misinformation in there. I mean, I I've, I've said this for years, but I would love to be a fly on the wall for an actual you know draft room war room. Type situation get to hear both ends of the phone calls, see the correspondence, and all that. I bet it's fascinating. It's the reason I wanted to ask Justin kind of about the experience personally. But it seems to me it'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, but I don't want any official gig. I don't want any responsibility. No. I just want to watch. I just want to chill. Yeah. I just want to watch you all work. I yeah.
1: just, I, I just want to watch how, how it goes.
0: How much of the next season's moves? Then I've never thought of that, and I'm glad you reiterated what he said. How much of next season's moves? Were actually discussed last night right. around the league,
2: and next year's
0: deadline. Yeah, they were more or less you know architected, or or built yesterday. Yeah,
1: well, one thing one thing Justin said last night about the draft, which he just said about free agency, was that they have a plan, and maybe that seems like a uh, a no brainer. You know, well, of course they have a plan, but I wonder how adaptable those plans are. I wonder how often that something unexpected ha- happens that um, that alters the plan right away. You know, I think, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, I know, Oh, here's one. I know for a fact that the Jazz, years and years ago, when Rajah Bell played for them the first time, they wanted to make it a priority to re-sign him in the offseason, but they didn't happen to be his first phone call at midnight uh, on July 1st. And so he took that as a slight and ended up going to Phoenix.
0: At so, least that's what, yeah, that's what has been said. And, uh, yeah. But for this the
1: sake of this conversation you get right you yeah. never know rajah gets his feelings hurt because you didn't or pick his a, agent or whoever because yeah. you didn't pick up the phone at 1201 and all of a sudden, well i guess i'm not that much of a priority i'm going Absolutely. somewhere else yeah. you but know the, then but, maybe but, but you never plan know is yeah, yeah right i i'm sure if the jazz knew that he was going to be that sensitive about it they would probably had someone call him at 1201 right but you never you i guess you never know And and maybe that brings me back to Mike Conley, which you would hope they'd have a good feeling about how he is feeling. But this is the first time being a free agent ever. You know, maybe he does uh, prioritize some other things that we don't know about. You know, we always think, well, prioritize winning and prioritize longevity and money and all these things that pop up. But you never know. We joked about it yesterday. Maybe uh, Mike wants to be nearer to his favorite uh, barbecue restaurant. I don't know. Maybe he misses that Memphis barbecue where he's— uh, kids, of course, family—all these things come into play, and uh, you wonder how often you know well-laid plans are are scrapped because of something unexpected.
0: That's it's. A, I I think you're similar to me in this regard. Maybe you're not, but I'm a planner. I like to know what things I have in place so that when inevitably things go wrong or go differently than anticipated, I have a way to go about my next move. I don't like. Spont- spontaneity. I don't like improvising. I like to have structure. That on on uh, Tuesdays I eat cinnamon toast crunch. Not that. Not not that structured. But so that when especially in this as a producer, things there's often moving parts, scheduling guests. Usually some people will say, Oh, I can do four, and then at three fifty-five say, Can you do five? Well then you gotta move the five o'clock guests to the four o'clock. Anyway. No, you've
1: got a lot of structure in your life. And yeah. I
0: panic every time. Right. No matter when, no matter how long I've been doing this job. But that's what the makeup of a an MBA general manager, of an MBA player, of a coach, you gotta be able to just fly. When things change, because there's, n- it's never going to go exactly how you plan it.
1: See, I'm a little bit of both. There's parts of my life where I'm, I'm, I'm well into my routine. I don't like to get thrown off. I, I've got that right on, down and, to
0: which shower you use.
1: Right, I'm, I'm very timely. I like to be on time and those sorts of things. But there's other aspects of my life where, and, and my wife hates this, by the way. But my favorite, uh, my favorite phrase is, "We'll figure it out." Oh
0: no, I couldn't. No.
1: Oh, she hates it. Uh, she absolutely hates you, it cuz she save your positive she thoughts she is for yourself. a uh, she is 100% a planner right down to every detail and then she'll replan it yeah and yeah. then replan it again yeah uh, that's, that's that's what she, and, and you know what
0: works really well for her
1: but that juxtaposed to my, we'll figure it out. She, that does not, that does I not, see. that does not go over well.
0: So you and my wife are similar and Naz and I are similar. Right. Yeah.
1: So I'll give you the, we've got family pictures uh, coming up. Thanks to you in, in some <laughs> part. We've got family pictures coming up this weekend. In not fact,
0: thanks to me. I tried to not help. Now yeah.
1: my, my wonderful wife has, has gone into outfits and everything in great detail. Great to tell you. You don't even this is a longer story than than uh, I, I can tell you off the air, Austin, when we have more time. But she, I mean, she's she poured a lot of effort into this. Now, well,
0: I saw your family pictures last year. They were beautiful. Yeah, they Who turned out well.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. It works. She's good at it. it. It works for our family and all this. But if it were left to me and she said, what are we wearing for our pictures? I said, oh, we'll figure it out. And then Saturday morning would roll around, and I'd be like, oh, let's, let's dip into the closet and see what comes out. And, and that, is not, that does not work for her. That does not work for her at all. For me, it me works either.
0: fine. No, not me. doesn't work for me. We just went through this, as you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, my wife, Whitney, is very much uh, – she has plans to figure out what she's going to wear for family pictures and then the kid. And, but, then if, but I want to know two weeks in advance. I want to have three outfits planned. Ready. And so that if we show up, we don't have to go to Target at midnight the night before or whatever, or the day of. And, and if we show up and someone's wearing something similar, we've got a backup ready to go. And we've got a third just in case it gets thrown up on or something. I, that's, yeah, right. I'm with Naz on that.
1: No, I know. I know. And honestly, it's the better way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know if it's the better way. Because then when I like go on vacation and stuff, I have a hard time just letting go. And that's, I like to, when I go on vacation, when, my best vacations are when I come back and I just went with really no plan. We just did whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. But it's really hard for me to do that. Really hard. But it's actually good for your health to do that.
1: See, it's funny you bring up you bring up traveling because this is where, uh, I told you the other day um, that I am a very bad traveler. I'm not good.
0: Anxious. And, yeah. and
1: this, is, this is part of it because I go, well, we'll figure it out. Like packing and all this stuff, if eh, we'll figure it out. Then the day of the trip comes around and I'm going, ah! and I'm running <laughs> around like crazy, just totally stressed out. Yeah. So I get, your way's better. I tell her that all the time. It's like, I got it. Your, way, your way's better. I'm just not, I'm just sometimes not programmed that way.
0: But you need both personalities. Do you need both personalities in an NBA war room? True. No. I you mean need, if you, you just in, need the it, planner. If
1: you went into uh free agency and NBA offseason with a <laughs> we'll figure it out. You're you're losing.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll see what comes you're, our way. You're
1: yeah. going to lose. Yeah. Hey, who are you going to call at uh, 1201? Uh you know, the, some players are sensitive about that, you know. No, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We have got
0: a dart board. We'll yeah. we'll just throw a dart we'll at it. I don't know.
1: I'll find the number somewhere and we'll call somebody. Looks like
0: we're giving all of our money to Jarrett Jack. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's that guy's agent? Ah, we'll figure it nah, out. I don't know. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you can go into an NBA for agency that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Justin, we did ask or we, I did ask him about uh, Mike Conley. He can't really comment on it, but I certainly came away with the impression, Austin, that, yeah, that's the priority. I mean, I don't think that's really reading the tea leaves much.
0: Yeah, yeah Chris Mannix is, has said this a few times on this show during his NBA assist appearances that it's his, it's Chris's opinion that if Conley is elsewhere next season, the Jazz are pretty much rebuilding. Not from scratch, but they are taking three steps backward without Mike Conley because he feels that the Jazz title window right now is attached to Mike Conley being on the roster. Do you agree with Chris Mannix in that regard? Yeah. Right now, this next season. Yeah,
1: I got it, but, but like... Let's say they lost Mike Conley. I know that they don't have the money to go out and sign a free agent, but they'd have to do something. So what would that something be? It would be less than Mike Conley. Probably. But we're talking about, you know, three major steps back. Going into it using words like rebuild. I'm not so sure. Like, do you then move a boy on Bogdanovich to bring in uh, more of a ball handler and what does that player look like and what do you do to replace Bogdanovich? I don't feel it's as simple as saying it's
0: back to the rebuild without Conley. But yeah, it wouldn't be good. Well, that's I. I think that you're. <laughs> I think maybe I'm being a little too exaggerative with with rebuild and three steps back. Chris's point being the Jazz being title contenders is completely attached to Conley right now. It doesn't mean that in a season or two without Conley that they wouldn't be back to that. But look at what they were this season, as you talked about with Justin, best team in the league. They won what twenty one of twenty five or whatever it was yeah, yeah, yeah. that? And and Mike Conley was an all star for the and you hear what Donovan Mitchell says about what he does for his game and his life. He's important. I got it. No, it's no, no, no. the I title, know. It's the title team, the architecture of this title hopes is including Mike Conley on the roster. If he's not on that roster, that changes.
1: Sure, but they also uh, went to the second round with Richard Rubio as their point guard. So I think his given name is Ricky. Is it Ricky? I think so. Yes. And and Ricky was just uh, moved for a, 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 a warm batch of hot dog buns. I to mean, to go so, with Jerry Colangelo's yeah.
0: favorite player in Cleveland, Kevin Love. Yeah. So what do you you know? What do you do? You you
1: would not go. At least I don't think so. I mean, if, if Ricky or Ricky Rubio, if Michael Conley decided to go somewhere else, they couldn't just roll back the rest of the roster. They only have two ball handlers on the whole roster. Well, Trent Forrest, so three, I guess, but they'd have to do something. You could not, you could not go into a season with just Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles as your options running the offense. That just would not be. They would. They, they'd, they'd have to do something else.
0: They would. They would. They would do something else, and I don't think they'd be title contenders right away.
1: Okay. All right. I mean, it's fair, but I, I guess, I'm pushing back against the rhetoric of. Up, oh, into the
0: rebuild. Scrap it. Yes. Yeah,
1: Just blow it all up. It's <laughs> over. I think they could still manage. Like the to...
0: Chicago Cubs are currently doing. Right.
1: Yeah. I think they could still manage to be a playoff team. I don't know. You know, title contender is subjective. I don't think they'd be a better team. Is that fair? Y- yes. Yeah, I mean, they'd take a step back. There's a reason why I think Michael Conley needs to be their priority. I think Mannix is right there. they go don't... from
0: the best team in the league to 6th, 7th, 8th in the West, probably. Right. And those aren't title contenders.
1: Stay tuned. We'll have more big show coming up next. Big thanks to Jazz General Manager Justin Zanuck uh, for joining the show. He jumped on with us on the Smart Rain special guest line. July is considered Smart Irrigation Month to celebrate. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is giving away free smart controllers to commercial properties until the end of July. Hosting costs not included. Visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. That's our good friends at Smart Rain. We'll have more coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.